Spamman. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, so I I have loved following your work. I honestly can't remember how I stumbled upon mm. your account. Um, but so much of what you share really resonates with me. Yeah, as yeah. far as coming, not just coming from, you know, being passionate about plants and herbal medicine, mm. but also in the ways that you bring awareness to our mental health and how, oh, um, you know, how plant medicine can really help us out with this. Fantastic. So, yeah. And, and I think that, you know, mental health is one of those, it's such a touchy subject. And I really, um, I, I remember reading on one of your things about talking about mental illness and um, I think psychiatric illnesses is what you're yeah. talking about. And yeah. I would love to just dive right into that concept. Yeah, let's if go you for don't it. Mind. Yeah. I think that there's such a stigma around mental health and mental illness. And I would love to hear, you know, what you really think these things are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my, my journey started um, when I was working with young people in the inner city of Dublin and they were early school leavers. So they had left school early and I, and I was listening to your podcast about, you were talking about schooling and de-schooling and, unschooling and, and I totally agree with you um, how much harm the schooling system can do to people and so we were working with young people who were in the streets and in trouble and getting involved in drugs so that's kind of where I started it was a passion for for uh, equality and inclusion of young people mm-hmm. and um, but as I as I as my path kind of led on to the kind of problems of drugs that these young people faced um, and my natural inclination to think and to reflect, um, I just asked, I was asking more questions and I seem to be asking more questions than the people around me, you know, who were the community leaders even, or the professionals. And um, I remember when in Dublin, there was a, a heroin epidemic in Dublin in the early, early nineties. Mm-hmm. And I was working there at that time. And, you know, everybody just talked about methadone, 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 you know, the replacement therapy for heroin. And um, I was thinking, yes, methadone, but then what else? And that led me on then to do PhD. I got an opportunity to do some research mm-hmm. and I did a, a doctorate PhD in adult education, but it was critiquing the, um, the medical model. So it was, I was involved in setting up a drug project for teenagers um, around 95, 96. And I did my research then on that project. And basically, I suppose, from an adult education perspective, a kind of a critical thinking discourse, um, I start exploring and looking at how, how young people's mental health in relation to addiction and depression and anxiety and so forth was being treated. And it was being treated predominantly by a medical model. So I suppose to, basically what I did was a critique of the medical model of addiction mm-hmm. And, uh, and coming at it from an adult education perspective, Paolo Freire was a, a famous educator, wrote a book called The Pedagogy of the Oppressed, which is, you know, it's listening to the questions of the oppressed, you know, and if, if, if education doesn't address the questions of the poor, then it's not education. So I was trying to see how can drug treatment address the problems of these young people 
with a view to then being liberated from the conditions that caused the problem and also right. then, you know, overcoming the medication. But it, it was just a, a medical monopoly, basically, where there was no coming off methadone. Um, mm. More tablets were being prescribed. Mm-hmm. And then I went on to work uh, after I finished my PhD. I, did a, I started a job in another treatment center for young people, which was at the epicenter of medicine. Um, it was called the National Drug Treatment Center. Wow. And I was managing the young person's program within that. It was like a little kind of incubator unit. But um, the young people would come in with one drug problem and leave with three other problems. Right. So, you know, that was in 2004. And a long story short, I ended up going to Spain because my partner's Spanish. I, I lived in Spain for two years, came back in 2007 and got a job in a, a project in Finglas which became known as Sankalpa. Uh, we just changed the name and I, I came up with this. Well, it was actually a yoga instructor yeah. that came up with this name, um, Sankalpa, which is, uh, you know, if anyone who's into yoga knows it's intention. Mm. So we, we tried to make a drug project, you know, based on natural healing and, you know, psychology and group therapy. But uh, it, was a, it was a battle against the medical system that funded the service. They just kept seeing us as a black box. So I was kind of forced out eventually, but when I started working on that project, I, I, um, I had lost a very good friend. Uh, he died of an aneurysm. He was only 47. And I just wanted to study something to do a course for my own mental health. Mm-hmm. And I, I started looking at um, a course in herbal medicine and uh, yeah, it just started from there. And so I've always, from my, my motivation to become a herbalist, and my practice as a herbalist has always been driven and shaped by the needs of the more marginalized in our society, um, whether that be through education, unemployment, um, poverty, and then right. addiction. And of course, you know, from an adult education perspective, you can see that, you know, and now more than ever, you know, we're, re- we're living in a very a strange time, you know, a very dangerous time on one hand, there's a lot of risks to the world, and then on the other hand, there's huge opportunities because there's an upswelling of goodness in this planet. There's amazing people doing amazing things to fight and resist. So I'm optimistic um, for the future. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. That's really good Go to on. hear. <laughs> I think that um, one of the things I really have enjoyed in, and I love these herbal drawings that you create with the little, with the plant or the bottle and mm, the messages mm. around that. And I think Thank that you. so many people, I mean, I, I think that so many people don't realize that plants and these medicines can actually help us mentally and emotionally mm, on mm, top of mm. a physical ailment. Everybody is so used to this sort of industry of, you know, the medical body where the body has to work together. And so having a medicine that can come in and help in ways in your physical body, but then again, emotionally. Mm. Um, that's yeah. one of the things that I think is really missing from sort of modern day mental health awareness and education yeah. is I think that there's, 
it's almost an epidemic of mental illness and yeah. of um, this sort of track of when you receive a diagnosis that that's just who you are, you're chemically wrong or you're chemically yeah. this for the rest of your life. And that that's a life sentence. Mm. Can you, do you, I don't, I'm curious if you've had clients or if you can speak to mm-hmm. how that can really impact somebody's mental, when, mental well-being really is getting like a lifelong sentence in this way. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's very sad. You know, I've had uh, a number of clients. I had one this week um, somebody that was, has been on medication for a while and she wants to come off it. But I had an older gentleman that came to me last year and it was a beautiful experience because I only saw him twice and then he died and his, his death was a result of kind of a combination of Parkinson's and other, you know, nervous system disorders. He had been for years being treated medically and he'd been restrained and, and so forth. So I've seen the harm and particularly in the addiction service, I've seen the harm that these labels do to people because mm. I'm more like a social theorist. Um, and I, I, the way I see mental health is as social suffering. You know, people are suffering socially at some level. And yeah. I think the cure for most social suffering is social connection. Mm. And the greatest medicine in the world is, is love and friendship and intimacy. And that's, that love, friendship and intimacy is also with plants and with nature and with the world and with communities and with systems and with you know, with uh, diversity and, and all of that beauty that the world is. But what, what happened, like the, the, the term I used in my research, which is a, it's called a hegemony, like basically means that there's a medical hegemony, which means that uh, medicine is the dominant uh, player in the market for health. And medicine, you know, in history, particularly in America, because a lot of Modern medicine is shaped by what has happened in America historically. And in the 1840s, when the American Medical Association was set up, you know, there was a deliberate uh, war on natural healing. All the natural healers were excluded from practicing and excluded from, from training. And medicine became very dominant by, by this uh, medical paradigm of, of biomedicine, which is very much about the body. So, you know, medicine is an industry. Medicine is, is funded by government and, and vested interests, pharmaceutical companies, medical companies, and they have a huge influence over the training of doctors. And so right. the dominant assumption in, about health today, uh, when people come to see me, they, they, they haven't taught about herbs before because all they know is that medicine, go to your doctor, get medication, and then you'll be okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, more and more people are realizing, you know, through the whole wellness movement, is that uh, we have to take responsibility for our own health. We have to care for ourselves. It's a really important way to live. Whereas the old paradigm is the capitalist system extract you as much profit as they can and wear you down. And, you know, people, by the time they retire, you know, they don't have much life left in them. So, you know, it's, it's called the diseasing of people. It's, it's the creation of diseases. And, you know, when people come to me and they talk about like hearing voices and, you know, mm-hmm. having a psychotic episodes. I just see that as, as a, a number of dimensions of, you know, combined with um, suffering, 
with uh, out the language to understand what's happening. Like it's okay if you're hearing voices. It's okay if you think you're going crazy because the problem is that we have created a system in our society where we exclude a lot of people who are different for whatever reason. And, mm-hmm. you know, we've throughout history, you know, the church and medicine have, have suppressed the human energy of healing, you know, in the middle ages, it burned the witches and a huge energy went with them and the Catholic church or other churches and other religions tried to control people. And now, now, now people are, are beginning to think for themselves. There's a huge movement away from trusting the media, trusting churches. Now, I'm, I'm a spiritual mm-hmm. person. I'm not critical of religion as mm-hmm. such, but like, you know, uh, religion should bring you healing, should bring you energy, should bring you freedom, should bring you love, not control. Spirituality. Not spirituality, yeah, not control or fear or shame. And a lot of psychological issues uh, come back to shame. People mm-hmm. feeling shame about their bodies, shame about who they are the color of their skin, the tone of their voice, whatever. And, uh, you know, so like, uh, yeah, my, my Instagram channel, my YouTube channel and, and all the work I do is purely driven by my passion for, for equality and justice mm-hmm. for everybody. And that it's a very, un- we're living in a very unjust and it, it, during the Corona crisis, mm-hmm. the medical dominance has become so powerful mm-hmm. in- you know that to question it to think differently you're 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 ostracized oh i know <laughs> so i'm tending to stay quiet on that issue I, first time ever i had a youtube uh, video removed mm-hmm. and it was a video about herbs for viruses and i wasn't you know i was on a very gentle sort of nudging uh-huh. people to think about herbs you know right and just because in the description box i used um corona and and the herbs in the same sentence, maybe, or something like that. They just deleted it. So it's, yeah, um, it's really interesting. I had a friend who's an online herbal, you know, influencer and he makes lots of YouTube videos and he has had multiples in the, in the beginning, he had multiples taken down and now he's just avoided um, using, you know, certain terminology and it's really a shame that, you know, the big tech corporate companies can censor people in this way when we're, when so many of us are, are just searching for truth. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're excited about. And we're searching yeah. for truth purely and talking to you only confirms this more and more all the time. Everybody I speak to, it's like purely we try to critical think and share because we care about other people. It's not mm. even like a selfish or we care so much about us and our own future. It's, it's every single human I've spoken to that similarly wants to speak out and be like, mm. Hey, let's use our brains and yeah. all of this. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, because no, it's... we have drive for all human censorship is taking place. Um, I find for me, I've learned, I, I've learned so much over the past, you know, adult segment of my life from teachers online, from videos like yourself Hmm. online, sharing about these things, like really getting my head to sort of open up and think about certain perspectives. 
And so it's really a, an interesting time to mm-hmm. have to get so creative and, um, and yeah. play with words and figure out ways around this. Yeah, so I'm yeah. curious, I feel, I feel, so there's this, again, there's this kind of this stigma around um, uh, around for their mental health. And I just want to unpack that a little bit because mm. any time it's often met with a variation, you know, it's life threatening to even tell someone to look beyond a medication. And so I had an experience. I, I had shared about this earlier on in this 2020 that I had had an experience once where a therapist wanted some depression at the time, but anxiety attacks at the time. And I, you know, I was raised with plants being our medicine and I was, I was raised unschooled. And so for me to have that moment in the office of being like, whoa, okay, I really need to step outside of this whole scenario and take a look at how I've gotten here and how I can like heal myself. And that's exactly what I did, which I know is not, you know, the right step for everyone. However, Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, I, I think it's important to talk about these things because so many people um, are, are scared to speak up to their doctors. And so when they are immediately put on something by a doctor, not necessarily even by a therapist, it's, it's different. And I think that there's, I, I read something like 30% or more of uptake in pharmaceuticals as far as anxiety and antidepressant medication. Mm. I guess where, where my question is, is how, how can we talk about mental health as an awareness factor from the stigma factor of it um, as far as being you know sharing these helpful messages and and bringing this information to people who just don't have it they don't have access to it or they're being told otherwise yeah and I think the, the work you're doing and the work I'm doing and many others are helping to educate people and support people to think and, and learn about herbs. Mm-hmm. And I suppose I'm, I'm trying, like, I'm naturally a judgmental person. That's probably one of my weaknesses, you know, but like, mm-hmm. it's also one of my opportunities. I'm trying, you know, not to be judgmental of people or of the system, even though I'm quite critical of the system. So I think, uh, you know, they say, this, I don't know, was it Carl Jung or someone, yeah. someone said, um, I know there's a little bit of breaking on the line, a little bit, I'm not sure if it, it both ends, but uh, I'm sure it'll be fine. Oh, I didn't hear it. And I, I did earlier, but it should be okay. Yeah, okay. yeah um, you know, the idea that, you know, if, if you want people to come to where you are, you've got to lead them, you know, in a way that they want to be there. That's not exactly the quote, but it's something Carl Jung idea that, um, you know, we have to really 
be on a journey ourselves. And I'm really now embracing this idea, you know, especially on the spiritual energetic journey that I'm on, you know, by just going on the journey and eliminating all fears from myself, becoming freer in my voice and claiming my inner voice uh, and expressing myself. Because for a long time, I, I, I've been trying to navigate this very choppy sea, you know, of, you know, engaging with psychiatry online, even the whole debate about cannabis in Ireland. There's a, mm-hmm. a lot of psychiatrists that are just putting out studies after studies, demonizing cannabis, demonizing CBD. Um, so I think we have wow. to do is by being strong, by being brave, by being creative, by being imaginative, by being compassionate, and keep putting content out, keep engaging with people um, and just keep going because, mm-hmm. you know, and also the other thing, you know, I'm, I'm working on an online course um, on mental health for herbs and I've been consulting my own community about what kind of course that should be, you know, and I know that they want me to go into depth mm-hmm. and they also want me to be practical, you know, like remedies, what can I right. do? How can I use this? So. It's, it's been great for me because I'm very conceptual. I'm very creative as well, but I'm very conceptual. It's my ego thinking self. You know, I love to, you know, convince people and talk to people about these ideas. But, you know, what people love is the practical, you know, so John's word herb or lemon balm or, you know, uh, black cohosh. What kind of herbs? How do you use them and, and what to do when you're on a medication? And so I'm starting, I'm starting to come up with frameworks and maps and guides uh, to make it easy for people to follow, you know, um, because somebody ends up on a medication, you know, they don't really want to be there and they don't really want to stay there. Um, they're trusting their relationship with the doctor and they, they believe that it's going to make them well. But we know that it's really a crisis medicine, you know, it helps people deal with a crisis here and now, but then they become dependent and there's so many side effects, including weight gain, kidney issues, heart issues, uh, other, other psychiatric issues. So it's try to find a way to, to bring people with us. Um, and we need to, mm-hmm. I don't know, as, as a community, I, I love the online community, but um, we're, we're, we're a mixed bag of people, us, all us herbalists and plant medicine people and therapists. We're, we're a real diverse group of people. And we're probably yeah. hard to organize, you know, whereas medicine is easy to organize because you, you get everybody to wear a white coat. <laughs> oh, it's very, it's one of the, it's, and, and you talked about that in, in your podcast about schooling, that it was designed for military kind of, you know, and, and medicine is the same. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of doctors in medicine. My partner does Ayurvedic mm-hmm. massage and she gets a lot of people from the hospital just across the road mm-hmm. um, who come to her for massage. Mm-hmm. And a lot of doctors are afraid to speak out because they're, they're, their career is put at risk, uh, and it's really hard for them, um, and they're suffering. Oh, and their, of- their license is always on the line if they open their mouths. Yeah, there's a yeah. there's definitely there's yeah. It's really interesting the the fear factor that has been put on them mm. in order to um, keep them keep their mouths shut and. Yeah. Um, but also not just a fear factor, but a financial um, yeah, absolutely. incentive as well, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yeah. So, you know, it's find, find ways to help people practically, 
you know, and mm-hmm. nudge people in the right direction. And I, and I know a lot of people who engage in my channel are in that in-between space, you know, um, they don't want to go onto medication or they're on medication. They want to come off medication. And it's, it's really hard when you're working with somebody. It's, it's cha- a lot of challenges. There's a lot of risks working with people who are on medication. And I go really gentle. You know, yeah. I start really small, you know, lemon balm tea, passion flower. And I, I, I really give people a lot of support around other rituals that they can do, you know, like improve your diet, have some grounding exercises, have some, mm-hmm. you know, bit of movement, social connection, you know, and, and really practice rituals every day of which herbal medicine is one ritual, you know, and then, you know, it's, it's a lot of, there's a misunderstanding. I think, I think that the term herbal medicine is, is not a great term. I think I prefer to use plant medicine. Mm-hmm. It just sits more comfortably with me, but with herbal medicine, people think that it's about herbs instead of the drugs. And the, now the herbs are going to fix me because the drugs. Right, so it's a swap almost mentality. Yeah. yeah. And, and really, and something I've taught in uh, some of my workshops before mm. is you, there's no herb that can be a Band-Aid for life Yeah. for something. There's no magical plant or herb or anything at all that can cover, actually have to like get underneath, get to the core of where those issues are coming from. Mm. And then those plant medicines really help you heal. Mm. And that I think is something yeah. that, um, like you were just saying with the herbal medicine, it's like people sort of just go, oh, I'll, I'll stay away from that, but I'm going to grab this mm. almost laboratory like, yeah. you know, substance with no connection. So in your, in your practice or in your teachings, mm. do you also um, bring the importance of connection with the plant as well as, as far as energetically, as well as the medicinal components? Yeah. I haven't been doing that, you know, really in the way I should, you know, I'm, I feel I'm kind of resentful of your location. You look like you're in the middle of the forest there. I'm, I'm a city herbalist in an apartment um, with a few Listen, plants we all, around me. We have me to be everywhere to bring in the light, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, even, absolutely. And even in, this, the, in the little city I, spots. Yeah. So in, in this spot here, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm probably becoming more conscious of the relationship with the plant but it's harder to do. I find it hard to do. So I'm fine trying to find ways to do that. But yeah, when I put content up on my YouTube channel or on, on, uh, on Instagram, I try and, you know, educate myself a bit more and connect with the energy myself because I'm, I'm really, really in a very good place at the moment spiritually where I'm trying to, you know, just keep out of the head and stay in the body and, just accept things mm-hmm. and be grateful and and that's coming because i'm feeding myself with plants every day you know i i keep saying to people you know if i if i buy more valerian uh, you know i keep buying valerian for clients but i end up using it myself <laughs> um, but <laughs> that's yeah, really funny yeah I'm, I'm trying to do more visual content on on instagram like like you said mm-hmm. with the drawings so um mm-hmm. i'm enjoying that process as well because it's it's a really good way to teach people and to get people's attention. Um, so yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm still learning, you know, I'm, I'm only a herbalist since 2012. Um, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm still a young herbalist, 
and uh, mm -hmm. as you know as you know yourself you're always learning oh yeah i think that learning is a lifelong experience mm. i don't think that that's there's really any one school or training that's just going to make you not learn the rest of your life um yeah absolutely. could we could i would love to with the rest of our time focus on mm. just how do we there's there's so much of an onslaught of fear and anxiety and all of these emotions day to day and mm. and we're apparently also experiencing astrological planetary shifts at the same time so it's just mm. it's a lot to take in i think in our human bodies and mm. everyone is feeling i mean honestly i I really think that every we're all we're all traumatized um, mm. on individual levels, but then there's like a greater traumatizing going on with mm. this um, yeah fear factor that's happening. What are some tools, I guess, right now that we can be consuming as far as plants go mm. or you know, as far as um, a practice to just keep ourselves grounded in who we are as humans and being really mm. human. Um, yeah. Yeah. As far uh, as handling all of that anxiety that's out there right now. Yeah. Um, the connection. Got a, the, oh, okay. There it, it, it was just it was just breaking there, but it's come back. So that's a fantastic question and one that you know I struggle to answer for myself. Mm -hmm. But what I what I do uh, recently, I bought a crystal, a, a tourmaline crystal. Um, so I'm wearing this crystal to protect myself from the negative energy and also from the EMFs of you know the frequencies of the the, the all these gadgets we're using. Mm -hmm. um, meditation helps me. To ground myself, I'm a real head person. I think anxiety is really a head condition. It's 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 about overthinking. So if you ground yourself with a with a crystal and candles, and shower and bath and water, and uh, you know, for me particularly, I'm an I'm a I'm a I'm a water sign. I'm a Cancer, and you know, I, I need water to to survive and to protect me. And so a lot of I'm doing a lot of grounding. Um, I, I, two, two years ago, I discovered Ram Das before he died, and uh, he's, he's been inspirational for me because he just led me on a journey, you know, to getting out of the ego, which is, you know, fear is the weapon. Fear is the weapon. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the, only, uh, the only way we can win with fear is peace and love and joy. And yep. fear, is, fear is fed by thinking. So we've got to we've got to switch off from you know I don't watch TV now much watch a little bit of Netflix but uh, we've got to you know we've got to close out the messages and 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 return into ourselves and and become more at home in our body and and learn to trust I've always been an intuitive person but I think a lot of people are so out of touch with their intuition I think learn to trust yourself what you feel and what you what you think as well and, and, and nurture your being, your body um, by being present, by being grateful. So I, I, you know, I think mindfulness is a great tool. 
you know, be, like practicing gratitude, focusing on the positive, you know, herbal wise, you know, there's so many herbs mm -hmm. for calming, you know, valerian, skullcap, chamomile. There's so many herbs you can use, you know, ashwanda, brahmi, um, St. John's wort uh, and so forth that, you know, learn to use herbs to calm the nervous system. Uh, if you can calm the nervous system, you'll reduce the overthinking. And then, of course, you've got to feed your gut with fermented foods. Fermented foods is, is, the, is the really, the super medicine for, for mental health is, is, is uh, fermented foods. And there's a lot of research now, a lot of really scientific research coming out showing the, the power of, of gut healing with the proper balance of bacteria fed by uh, fermented foods nurtures our nervous mm -hmm. system. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sugar and alcohol, as much as we love them, you know, um, I love them myself, but they're, <laughs> they're poisonous, you know, they're poisonous. I know. So we've, we've yeah. got to, we've got to clean up our diet. And why, why do we do all this? Because we've got to figure out why we're here. What's our purpose? You know, your mm -hmm. purpose is not nine to five or, you know, your purpose is, is something greater. What, who are you? What are you here for? What's your purpose? And, you know, if we don't have some time in the day or the week to, to tune into ourselves and our deeper purpose, we will get swept along in the waves of fear and, and more fear. And then we, we, we just become part of, of the machine of, you know, of hate and, and, and uh, intolerance and, um, and fear. So I don't know. I mean, Mm -hmm. That's a great question, Camille, but <laughs> that's <laughs> well, what I'm it's, doing. It's the, it's the constant evolution, too. Your answer might be completely different two weeks yeah. ago and two weeks from now, too. Yeah. As I think yeah. that we, yeah, we can use these, we can use plant medicine. And I really agree with you on the fermented foods yeah. factor. And that's something that I've felt in my own healing journey mm. as well as um, my children. And um, is something that I think people forget or people, yeah. you know, it's, it's one of those things. I think that, um, somebody like myself, I almost forget that the information isn't readily available for people to mm. try out a plant, to try, um, yeah. St. John's or to try lemon yeah. balm or, or there's just, you know, there's labels on every supplement product that say, you know, these statements have not been evaluated by the Food mm. and Drug Administration in the U.S. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, and something along this product is not meant to heal. You know, yeah, I yeah. forgot what the rest yeah, of that saying yeah. is. To me, that was just a standard thing that went on labels when I, you know, I used to work for a supplement company a long time ago, and at some point I had to put that little statement on our labels. Mm. And it, it didn't even register to me that that scares other people away from mm. buying a supplement yeah. until talking to an adult about that this earlier this year. And there's so many, there's just, there's so many um, ways I think that the information we're sharing is being, is being twisted or is Absolutely, being yeah, you know, yeah, pushed yeah. down or suppressed or censored mm. like your videos. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so I think that, you know, all the more power to us being able to do this yeah. and being able to do more things like this and talk yeah. about 
um, bringing some awareness to our mental health in these yeah. ways. Yeah. And I mean, I really like the work you're doing um, and I love the energy that you bring to it. It's, it's so vibrant. Um, so we need to really encourage each other and you're encouraging me, inviting me on here. I feel affirmed. I feel recognized. I feel you know, encouraged, you know, by your awesome. questions. Wonderful. Yeah. Yes. So it's, it's wonderful. You know, it's one of the great things from, from COVID is we can zoom calls. Now I've done, a few, I've done a few interviews <laughs> as well. And it's mm -hmm. a great way to connect with people all over the world and the same energy level and, mm -hmm. and bring other people along in the conversation and learn from each other. It's powerful. It really is. It really is. Um, I'd love to talk more sometime in the future. Maybe we can do this yeah. again on, yeah. on yeah, I'd love to, yeah. know, no, I'm, herbs oh. and the mental awareness. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm definitely going to be listening to your podcast now because I, I just started listening to it today and God, I said, she's like my soul sister, you know, I just at a deep level, <laughs> you know, your analysis was very much like mine. Uh, and I found that very affirming. So thank you, Camille, for the work you're doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.